Welcome back. Another week, Fatsiders. Now, as we were recording the podcast last night, in which we actually took time to talk about coaches who might be facing a bit of heat, hot under the collar, and Damien Hardwick's name was mentioned. As we were recording, the news broke that Damien Hardwick had resigned as the head coach of the Richmond Football Club. There's a bit going on this morning. I've got a clip from his press conference in which it's fair to say he was fairly emotional. This is how he started. Oh, it's been a, an incredible ride and, and one that's, uh, look, it's, it's coming to an end, but I couldn't have wished a, a better place to, to have my journey as an AFL coach and, and the support I've received from not only the Richmond Football Club full stop, but the, the fans and our players, obviously, that was one of the more tougher conversations that I've had to do. Oh. Um, you know, the way this club supported me, gave me every resource possible, gave me the best people possible. It's a testament to, to what I think we've created um, and one of the longest, you know, legacies that will continue to go on. So there's a lot of chatter in the media last night and today and going forward throughout the whole week, I imagine, about the exploits and the legacy of Damien Hardwick. Some of the tone has almost an obituary type vibe to it. Now, not for one second do I think he's lost to the game. He's a 50-year-old, highly experienced, highly successful coach, second in this modern era only to Clarkson. Damien Hardwick has got a ton to offer. He obviously just needs a bit of a break, and that's fair. Prioritizing his mental health, we've seen it with Clarko only a week beforehand, so it can take its toll the length that some of these coaches have been operating within the system. It was only a couple of years ago we saw Chris Scott say that he hoped his brother Brad didn't come back to coach because it's a bit of a thankless job at times, especially with the reduction in the soft cap. The assistance that these coaches have in the box and week to week has been reduced and had not returned to its normal level, despite Gillen pumping up that the great the game's in the best financial position it's ever been in. So coaching may be, despite very rewarding, harder than ever for these guys to maintain over a long period of time. And... I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Damien Hardwick. He was a premiership player for my team. But the hate part is just a footy hate. It's because he's such a competitor. It's because he's so successful. You don't want to have to go up against his football team. You don't want to have to listen to him gloat when they were winning. But the reality is that this man essentially brought a new style of football into the last decade of the AFL. He made it incredibly successful. So successful that when this team looks like their season might be over in terms of finals... They were still the kryptonite of the Geelong Cats only a few weeks ago. So the legacy that he's impacted on the way that the game's played, let alone the impact he's made on that Richmond footy club, he took them from out of the doldrums. They were slinking in the alleyways of Richmond, rarely showing their face, embarrassed every season. We had the turn of phrase Richmondy. We had the perennial ninth, always the bridesmaid. And he turned them into a powerhouse, back to a proper Victorian powerhouse. So his legacy is etched into the fabric of who they are forever. So plenty of plaudits from my end. Great respect. I hope to see him again sitting in a coach's box one day. But it does beg the question, what happens to the coaching scene this year? We're going to get a lot of off-field movement. If you thought last year was big for coaches, this year is going to be huge. And here's Dimmer saying one last goodbye. Again, quite emotional today. It was a tough decision, but one I was uh, internally grateful. So from the bottom of my heart, boys, I, I wish you all the very best. I'm going to miss you. Um, as always, I love you to death and all the people that have supported me and been a part of my journey. 
I thank you. Uh, I applaud you and I wish you all the very best for your for future endeavours. And that'll do me. All right, with all that out of the way, the rest of this week's pod, you can expect a conversation about which team has the best young core, 24 and under. Uh, tough list to rank. We also, as I mentioned earlier, go over which coaches might be in a vulnerable position, who's facing a bit of a reality check going forward this year. Collingwood still sitting atop the throne of the AFL, number one, again, for another week. And Carlton, the supporters, I mean, they're basically at the point where they're burning their memberships and their scarves. However, you're half a game out and for some percentage outside of the eight. It's not all doom and gloom. If you think Carlton are a top four team, then they're failing. If you're unsure about what they really are, then they're about in the right spot. Uh, Essendon, my, my boys, thrilling, thrilling win in dream time. We also had game of the round potentially happen on Friday night. Port, Melbourne, enormous, and the controversy of North Sydney. All that, plenty more, and what better way to kick things off than the vocal stylings of one, Mr. Jack Hollins. Bum, bum, dum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, dum, bum. doing yesterday after the drinking marathon that we'd had on Saturday night. Uh, went and did the groceries. Lovely. Yep. yep. Tick that off the uh, tick that off the to-do list. So did I. Yep. Well, I had basketball coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a little brutal, but yep. I got through it. Yeah. So um, now we, we managed all right, you know, straight down the guts in Aldi and then, you know, straight to the register and paid. So it was good. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no interruptions. So that was good. And then went home and um, went home. Made some, oh, can't ever remember. A little, there was a little block there. I can't remember what happened. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's probably a direct result of the um the binge drinking from Saturday. But um I do remember putting on Hawthorne West Coast for three minutes and went, that's enough for me. Yeah. That's enough. I'll just wait for 320. Watch. Yeah, watch I didn't Carlton watch Hawthorne West Coast at all. No, I f- no. Yeah, I think I was, well, I was watching the basketball and then I flicked over to check the scores. Yeah. Couldn't really believe what I was seeing. Unbelievable. But wasn't incredibly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone out there tipped West Coast, you're extraordinarily brave. Yeah, yeah. And I think we saw the difference between Hawthorne and then North Melbourne and West Coast. Hawthorne have a lot more capable footballers in their side. Yeah, because I'd said it I'd said it however long ago, and then you guys played them and you were like, oh, I yeah. see what you meant. Yeah. But then right after that, they actually looked shit. Yeah, yeah. So they've rediscovered, I, I think it's just all above the shoulders Yeah, yeah. for Hawthorne. I actually, you know, I said it whatever it was a month ago. Considering I, their club's being dragged through the mud at the moment. Yeah, I'm not sure how many players in the current playing group are affected though. No, no, I don't, I can't, yeah. The, foot, the footy department's not really involved. It's all above board, isn't it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Or people no longer there. Yeah. But Sam Mitchell would be involved to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he seems to be managing, I guess yeah. I can say that. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a ton of public pressure on Sam Mitchell either. It was more about like, are you going to give evidence? It's not a question yeah. of culpability mm. from him whatsoever. Luke Hodge either for that. For that, um, mm. Jordan Lewis, on the other hand. What about had it? A, he had a scathing uh, response to it all on Thursday night. Did he just? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't happy. 
Uh, he's not happy with his former club at all. He's just very much a Clarkson man, which surprised me because I, I thought he might not have been because he was sort of pushed. Well, Hodge and Mitchell aren't. No. So. Yeah, Hodge and Mitchell aren't Clarkson men, are they? No, they're not. And there was a story that floated around last week about Clarko giving a speech to some academy players. Yep. And there was some insinuation from people there that maybe he told a story that didn't shine a very nice light on Sam Mitchell, mm. talking about how he was a bit of a lazy and selfish player when he yeah. first rocked up. Mm. But then it, you know, fast forward a few days and a couple of couple of people that want to kill Clarko jumped on it. Carolyn Wilson was one of them. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just assumed it was true. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember who I heard saying it. They said, I can tell you from a, an authoritative source who was there yeah. that there is no chance that he meant that as a slight on Sam Mitchell. Yeah. It is the opposite. Yeah. It's a story of dedication and hard work and yeah. growth. And then they go, you know, oh, can you name the source? And he goes, yeah, Luke Hodge. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, he's not a Clarko man. So if he says that, that yeah. he wasn't having a, a crack at Sam Mitchell, then yeah. he definitely was not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think people have gone gone too hard for Clarko and in the sense that there is an assumption that he's guilty mm. until proven innocent. Yeah. And I can understand why he maybe uh, the stepping away from mental health thing. It's obviously a personal decision. Yeah. Yeah. Horrendous for the North Melbourne football club. It's horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. And none of it's their fault. And I actually feel for them in that front. I do. Do you think, I mean, only they would know. Do you think there's some scope to say that they didn't do their due diligence properly? No. Well, the story was sort of just, I think it was it 10 days or three weeks after the appointment. Mm. Yeah. I think they were bl- completely blindsided by that Russell Jackson article. Mm. Um, but Dr. Sonia Hood has come out and said that they would have hired him regardless. Well, she has to say that now. But she has to say that. Mm. Yeah. Um, to touch on Jordan Lewis, he was on AFL 360 plus that extra one they do. Um, and he was saying, he, he shared a story when Clarkson took time off originally, when he stood stood down, when he stepped away um, from North when he first started, um, that he went down to the coast to sort of just get away from it all and relax with his wife, Karen. Um, and, uh, yeah, he went in to pay for his petrol and um, the cashier or whoever was working, the clerk or whatever, refused to serve him. Really? Yeah. So Jordan Lewis shared that and said, look, um, obviously Clarkson wouldn't mind him or he, maybe he doesn't care if, but he, he's sort of getting a point across that, um, yeah, there was, that was a moment in time where Clarkson was like, shit, this isn't good. Like, yeah. So he was, re- yeah, refused to be served in pub- in a public domain. Yeah. So for him, it's not just a football story. No, it's no a, this it's is a an effect on his life. Story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's 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 one in isolation. Apparently, there's been public heckles and yeah, and 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 he's copped a fair bit of backlash in in his everyday life, um, just going about his business. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to def- I'm not defending him by no, any stretch no, of the imagination, no. but it's just that no one knows anything. No, no, not even the investigators know. No, because no. they haven't even spoken to him. It's no. oh, it's the same as Sam Mitchell pointing at his arm at the Essendon Footy Club. Like mm. you were never found guilty in a court of law. Yeah. You were never found guilty. Well, we were f- found guilty without any evidence, which is such a what weird- What the fuck does that mean? It's so strange, man. <laughs> Imagine trying to explain that to someone who didn't understand the story. Yeah. yeah. So they charged them with doping. Yeah. Did they, so how did they catch them? Well, they didn't. <laughs> 
So what did they have? Because Mark Robinson said so. What did they have? Well, they had one text message and mm. then they assumed everyone took it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, excuse me? <laughs> but oh. David Zaharakis is scared of needles. So. Yeah. And what about the text messages from the Melbourne players to the same guy about the same substance? No, no, shit. no, 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 no. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they got special treatment because they're on their fucking knees. They're about to... They're about to... Uh, well, they're at the, the lowest historic point in their club's history. Yeah. And yeah, they couldn't afford to be um, yeah. sacrificing any of them. But obviously, obviously, notwithstanding, I mean, Indigenous people have been um, treated like that for generations, you know, in public. Um, obviously, not so much anymore. There's still the odd story that comes out um, that's that's pretty horrible. But um, yeah, like back in the day. Oh yeah, they get booed now. Yeah, fucking shocking <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Buddy Franklin gets booed because of his skin colour all of a sudden. No, that was just because he's Buddy Franklin. He's the legend of the game and Collingwood, you know, Collingwood do. And Collingwood, Collingwood and Collingwood. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or their so, supporter base are. Yeah. I, but, said, um, I had this argument with the Collingwood supporter. The team, the coach. Yeah, I love them. The, I, everything I, I that happens within the four so walls I think is actually very good. It's awesome. Yeah. Bo McCreary, his mum last week, mm-hmm. class, loved it. Loved it. Craig McRae has got an amazing, and I hate... I don't know what the sudden use of the word program is. Like, what are we at fucking high school? But anyway, their program or whatever they've set up, they're in a sanctum and the, and the culture that Craig McRae has, is building, is still building it yep. because he's in his second year. It is remarkable and mm. it shows every week yep. the way they play their footy. It, it might, I tip my cap to them. Mm-hmm. Good group of players. Yeah, but a, when like- the fans don't understand what we mean about the fans... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying all of them, but gee, I've had some experiences at Collingwood games and I'm just like I think majority I've had experiences at it, Bulldogs games where I've I've wanted to pull up a heap of doggies fans. Yeah. Like we've all got them. Yeah, You've oh, got we them. all You've have got them. them. We Jesus all have Jesus Christ, you guys have got them. Yeah. Yeah. Carlton have got them. Yeah, but I think Collingwood North have North Melbourne used to have them. I think Collingwood have a majority. Yeah. Which well, is unusual yeah. in the competition. Yeah. Usually it's confined to I never a leave bay ga- yeah. or two. I never leave games day. early. Never. But I did last year because I was about to – and I don't have a violent bone in my body. I was about to rip an MCG chair out and throw it at this Richmond fuck. <laughs> I was that close, man. Yeah. So, so I, I just left. I dislike the Richmond fan base more than any other club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. Not for any particular reason. It's just that when I've been to Essendon-Richmond games as opposed to Essendon-Collingwood games, yeah. I find them – there's more spite – yeah. In how they conduct themselves. And I think it was because they were down for so long. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to get payback. Whereas a team like Collingwood, who has been very successful. Yeah. And they're very rare. Well, when they have been down for long periods of time, it's not really within my generation, to tell you the truth. So, no. you know, not it's not that much of a big deal. Mm. But anyway. But yeah. What Craig McRae's done to that place is is awesome. And, and that goes along with like, you know, he's brought Lepich in. Lepich is clearly a fantastic coach. Like a, f- a fantastic support network. I had a fantastic question posed because I said this to a Collingwood supporter. I was like, Darcy Moore, starting fullback in my All-Australian team if I had to pick one right now. Yeah, yeah. And they go, and surely starting captain. And I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about this. Uh, dude. It's very hard to I, I Like my inclination was to say no, but as no, I thought it through, yeah. I'm thinking, he's hang on a, fa- a second. He's a fan. He's his captaincy's off to a fantastic start, man. I think that might be the correct. Anzac Day speech. Yeah, you know, 
I can't, um, I can't remember which Collingwood supporter it was that said that to me. Someone highly intelligent. So a, rare, a, a rare Collingwood supporter. Yeah, he made a really, really nice in-depth speech and um, did an apology at the Nicky Winmar mm-hmm. healing ceremony as well. Class, man. He's yeah. A class, he's a class act. He is a class yeah. act. Mm. Um, be nice. Bonton Pelly for mine. <laughs> It'd be better if he didn't have a bogan hairdo. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Bogan. Oh. Well, it's a bad dye job, yeah. mate. That's yeah. a box dye in the bathroom at mum's place. <laughs> it is pathetic. Yeah. Anyway, I've got some. I mean, his favorite movie has to be Love Actually because, you know, his twin sister Kira is in it. <laughs> yeah. oh, and I dear. hate to say it, fucking she is hot. Well, she was back then. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're getting close to admitting how gay you are. A little bit. <laughs> nah. You're getting close. Yeah. But look, uh, I felt like across this weekend there was a there was a moment where Essendon and Collingwood hey. fan bases shook hands. Darren Hayes was married. To... <laughs> sorry, go on. I'll go back to the start there. Yeah. Thanks, All right. mate. So, sorry. Cutting was... me off for a fucking D-grade joke. <laughs> the um, <laughs> Essendon Collingwood fan base uh, shook hands in order to dismantle the other two pretenders mm. of the big four Victorian clubs. Yeah. That's it for Carlton this year, in my opinion. I know that they're not as far down the ladder as Richmond or they're four points away. Yeah. Four points away. Yeah. But that feels like it's it for them. It is it. Oh, it, it is it. Yeah, for, my, for mine. Yeah, it would be yeah. silly to write them off completely. But I was, uh, when I came home on Saturday, absolute like three sheets to the wind. Yeah. Jumped on the phone with Mike to have an in-depth Bombers chat and a bit of a celebration. And I was pretty boldly saying, we just ended the Richmond dynasty once and for all. Yeah. They cannot make finals this year, which means Cochin and Rewalt are gone at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They've got even bigger problems list-wise. I reckon Tarrant will call time. He's, he's banged up. I think so, yeah. right? It's only a matter of time before McIntosh calls time as well. Yeah. Um, he's get, turning into a bit of an old sniper now. Yeah. I've seen it twice. Yeah. Or two or three times this year already. Yeah, throwing the body around when he can't make a contest. Mm. So they've got some significant issues, and I just don't think that they can possibly play finals from here. Yeah, when you consider the fixture that other teams above them have, so mm-hmm. us and a couple of other teams, including Frio and whatever, Frio have just rediscovered themselves. So they're not going anywhere in the next few weeks. Essendon have got West Coast and North back to back. How do Richmond claw back that one and a half game gap? To the teams above them. I don't know if they can, man. Nah, nah, nah. And they've got a relatively tough draw coming up in the next few weeks. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I was a Richmond supporter, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing Port Adelaide this week. Oh, horrible. Not, not ideal. Maybe you get the job done against GWS, but then you have to fly over and play Fremantle at Optus. And can I say, based on Fremantle's performance on the weekend, just gone, I think, I, I think teams will now struggle to beat them over there. I think so too. I think too. they'll probably win every home game for the rest of the year Yeah, it's over back to being a tough road trip. Yeah. And yeah, no, yeah. you know, they've figured something out. And then they have to face St Kilda. So that's Richmond's next month. And right now the only game I'd give them would be GWS. Do you know who they have after the Saints? Well, they got a bye. Bri- yeah, bye. Brisbane at the Gabba after the bye. Yeah, it only yeah. gets harder from Left, right, here. good night. Mm. Yeah. So that's their season over. So here's my question. Legitimately, is that their dynasty over? Yeah, yeah, finished. Once yeah. and for all. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll go to the the depths of a Hawthorne like rebuild. No, 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 Not just no, 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 no. They're nowhere near that. No, no, no. Um, but they're they're going to have to play some smart cards now to avoid getting there, to avoid ending up there. 
Yeah, but they traded yeah. away high-value future picks for Toronto and Hopper. Yeah, well, they're going to have to find a way to get back into the draft, which will be tough. We, yeah, it's going to be really tough for because them. Because what, what assets do they have? Like, I don't know. They'd want to be keeping that some of the assets that they could probably trade up, like a Liam Baker. I mean, Vlosten's not Baker, getting any short. Yeah, Baker, short. Vlosten. Can't get rid of Vlosten. Can't get rid of Bolter. Have to keep Bolter. Yeah, so, yeah, they're in a they're in a... Tough little, tough little situation. Hey, Bob, I'm just going to, <laughs> I'm just going to read the next five weeks of Carlton. And I want you to just give me a quick yes, no, if they'll win these games. Sure. Sydney in Sydney. Yes. Melbourne at the G. No. Essendon at the G. No. Suns at the G. Is t- I think Tuke Miller will be back by then, right? Yeah. Or it'll be really close. Yeah, and they're pretty competitive. I'm not sure. Yeah. 50-50? Yeah, we'll leave right. it at 50-50. Hawthorne at the G. I'll say yes. Yes. Fremantle over there? No. Port at Marvel? No, based on Port's Marvel record. Yeah. They should just relocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Docklands power. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they've got West Coast, Collingwood, St Kilda, so... There might be three wins in the next eight weeks. That's not great. Yeah, let's give them a couple of 50-50s and yeah. say it's it's five. It's yeah. still – I don't even know if that's enough to play finals. No, no. Not when you've got teams like your mob, Adelaide, St Kilda and the Bulldogs all – Yeah, they're half a game. All, wi- all winning. You're relying on a lot of teams to drop games. I mean, Geelong uh, only – Geelong and Adelaide are only in the eight by virtue of percentage right now. Yeah. So they're teams that are going to chase. You know, we said Sydney season was over when they lost to Fremantle. Yeah. Granted, they're one game outside of the eight. Like, mm. all these things are possible, but you have to factor in what the the degree of difficulty of the draws are. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the, the confounding factor for those teams that are stuck on four wins or less yeah. at round 10 is that the teams directly above them Freo have figured their shit out and have a home ground advantage. And Essendon have, have been playing so good against top eight teams. Mm. And we play like three top eight teams for the rest of the year. Yeah. One of which is yours. Fucking, you're gone. Marvel Friday night. <laughs> Spewing about it because you're coaching. I know, I'll be yeah. coaching. Um, no, um, another win for anyone that's following at home. <laughs> nearly secured a spot at Nationals. Oh, 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 look out. Huge for the program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does Michael Voss survive if they finish 11th or 12th? I'm going to stop you right there. i got a little game for you, mate. Oh, thank you. You're going to love this. Nice little segue. This is... It's getting a bit hot for some of the coaches at the moment. Yep. So instead of the uh, fire danger warning system, we have the coach firing danger warning system. Oh, hello. Three levels. Yes. Level one, sunscreen required. <laughs> so it's hot outside, but you can still operate with some protection. Level two, you could fry an egg. Mm-hmm. You're getting cooked. Yep. But you're kind of still making the most of it. Yeah. Level three, untouchable seatbelt buckle. So hellishly fucking hot, you're in real and immediate danger. Yep. So I'm going to give you some names. You tell me whether they're level one, two, or three on the coach firing danger warning system. Yeah. Ken Hinckley. Level one. I think so. Yeah. But I heard this morning Kane Corn say... Even if they make a prelim, I think they'll move on from Kenny. Mental. I am so confused about this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because Ken will be 
an amazing get for any club next year looking for a coach. He'll he'll move immediately to another club. There's Has no to. gap year. Has to. Yeah. And um Jared Jared Whiteley was very, very um he gave him a very endearing um compliment. Like he was full of compliments for Kenny. Mm-hmm. And he was um yeah, he goes, he's back to Camperdown Kenny. From Camperdown. That's good. And he's just enjoying football and his team and his team are playing for him. Yes. They are playing for Ken. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, the the argument that if you but Kane knows a lot of people at Port Adelaide, so right. I'm going to take him for his word. Me too. Yeah. So it's a tricky one there, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Next name, Dimmer. Level two. I think so. Yeah. But where do you think that pressure's coming from? Because I also heard someone, I believe it may have been Carolyn Wilson, who mm-hmm. has connections to Richmond, say. Damien Hardwick and Chris Scott are the type of coaches who can make the decision for themselves as yeah. to whether they stay or go. And I thought, does Dimmer still have that much power? I don't know if he does because I think the whole club will have to go in a different direction. Yeah. And I'm, I think Dimmer will will understand that. I think Dim, Dimmer's been there for 14 years. It's a long time. Yeah. I think yeah, we're and looking, he's won three premierships. We said it two months ago. Yeah. We may be looking at the exact, like a, an exact parallel of Clarkson circa 2019. Yeah. Yeah. One, when the fear of going one too many. It's like Hodgie's going to, to Brisbane yeah. and, you know, that's okay. We can add someone in and we might yeah. be able to, you know, we might be able to scrape through to finals again that had that false hope off the back of 2018. Yeah. 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 And they didn't think they had to rebuild then and there. And then come 2020, they say, oh, fuck, we need to get into the draft. Yeah. Is there any promise that Dusty won't leave Richmond? For a year or two, and well, go I don't elsewhere. know. And Damien Hardwick's comments of he can make his own decision knows us nothing. Just will echo, yeah, th- throughout like that. I, I think that clubs process. will think he's gettable mm. if they've Maybe. got if they've got a bit of kanga because he'll still demand money. Of course, he'll demand money. But um, so you'd have Dimmer at level two. Yeah, I think Dimmer has one eye on Tassie. Interesting. Yeah, I mm. think it'd be a nice get for Tasmania. Of course. Of course, yeah. Well, any of these coaches I mentioned should be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is Stewie Jew. Level two. Level two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're staying in games enough, but it is still the same old story. Yeah, it's, he has to perform. They just can't finish their work. Yeah. His is, feels purely performance-based. Yeah. I think Damien Hardwick's is more about the f- the, future the future of the club generation. I think Kenny's has Next to be gen. too. Yeah, because it's obviously not performance based. Yeah, but Port Adelaide. Um, I tell you right now, Port Adelaide would want to know they're getting a bloody good coach in if mm. they're replacing Ken Hinckley. Agreed. Yeah, because if that backfires, Jesus, mate. All right, next one, Simo, level three, level it, three. It's over. Yep. Yeah, for his sake too. Why the hell would you want to stay there? I think so. Yeah. If you were him, you're probably hoping they fire you straight away, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're not resigning because you want your payout. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, that's so easy, the Simo one, but the last one on the list, Michael Voss. Now, they've come out today, Leo Sayers, and essentially, as you told me, rolled out the full support of the board. I mean, mate, in the coach fire danger warning system, klaxons are going off everywhere. Yeah, yeah. John Noble Noble (laughs) had the full support of the board three weeks before he was absolutely... Yeah. Yeah, sent packing to another sport. Now, I don't think it's John Noble. <laughs> no, um, no, no, it's not. A David Noble no. territory. Did I say John again? I think we both said John. Um, I don't think it's Noble territory. Yeah. But is Vossi level one, two, or three? He is level two right now for me. I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he doesn't have the full support of the fan base. Well, and I don't know if he's got the full support of the players. Well, they're not. I don't think they're playing for him. Mm. Some of them are. Patrick Cripps. We'll get to Patrick Cripps, but there's there is a real leadership issue at Carlton. Yes, Jacob Wiedering's playing terrible football. Yeah, uh, Sam Walsh is still a bit. He's trying, and and to be, and he's getting you know high numbers. Mm. Chera looks like he's stat padding for himself. And but they're Harry, in a Harry position. Mackay, Harry Mackay can't kick his way out of a plastic bag. No, and they're in a position where George Hewitt has been resigned to the sub this week. Ridiculous, man. So you He's can have than that. you can have Chera elevate, but yeah. you've got other players dropping off yeah. at um, an even greater rate. Clearly confused on how to use Matthew Kennedy. 100%. He was the sub the week before, and he got 100%. thirteen touches in twenty minutes. Yep, and a goal. Mm-hmm. He's a bull dude. He's a very solid footballer, as is George Hewitt. So the Chera acquisition cost money, and now we're seeing that it, it's it's costing some sort of strategic advantage as well, because yep. the idea that you have to play the young guy, yeah, it's and not it's nice K- to have Chera and Walsh, yeah, but if Kerno's a star, Kerno's just a star, yeah, and he was good on the weekend he was. despite them being shit, yep, mm-hmm. yep, Jack Silvani, like, what what the hell, man? Not sure. Not sure yeah. where he's at as a foot, footballer. Tom DeConing, not getting a look in still. Jack Silvani should be what Kyle Langford is. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to be a superstar. No. Man. I mean, he's our leading goal kicker this year, but we've been without our spearhead. Yeah. Um, but he's our leading goal kicker on 16 goals. Mm. Why can't Jack Silvani be that? Yeah. He's Where- a leading... Uh, and Sam Wiedemann's found form too. Like, yeah, he's competing. He's competing. Mm. Yeah. So so I, I just think that Jack Sil- It's obvious that that's who Jack Silvani should be. Yeah. But... Yeah, Kyle mm. Langford's a far superior player right now. Yeah, a good utility. So, and the Blake Acres acquisition, like whatever. Now, let's wrap this game up. Yes, with a, with another level. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, not another level, but another um, another little tweak. Yeah, of those five names, you got Kenny, Dimmer, Simo, Jew, and Vossi. How many of them simply swap roles, and who fits where? Oh, it's a great question. It's a great question. So who do you think, if they get rid of Stewie Jew, because mm. they're not going to play finals, which of those other guys, let's assume for, for argument's sake, they all get sacked. Yep. Highly unlikely, but yep. let's assume they're all, all available at the end of the year. Who's the best fit? Ken Hinckley, for sure. And that is without a, oh, not without a doubt, Adam Simpson a close second. Because Ken Hinckley went into a club on their knees and got him to a prelim final mm-hmm. because he understood that there was a young crop there at the time mm-hmm. and he he got the best out of them straight away. There is a great young crop up at Gold Coast. <laughs> Ken Hinckley can go and get the best out of them straight away. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm. Adam Simpson, similar. You know, he, he sort of he sort of built West Coast when they had some of their aging stars from the decade previous. So Darren Glass was still there and uh, Mark Lacroix. Even though he's more recent, actually, so so why keep yeah Simo and not Dimmer? Mm-hmm. Why Simo and not Dimmer for the Gold Coast Suns? Why not Damien Hardwick? Why not Damien Hardwick? Yeah, I think I think because deep down I think because deep down I reckon Dimmer, I reckon Dimmer should go to Tassie. I think that's probably why. I just he's not going to sit on Dimmer. the pine as a coach for four years, dude. It's not happening. No, and, and not Tassie might not be happening, man. Yeah. We're in a very real position where Tazzy might not be happening anymore. So you're going to need to take that oh, out of the equation. It, it might almost certainly won't happen now. Those those dumb fucking two-headed wankers. Is that how much it's progressed? Oh, yeah, man. 
Dude, Gillen came out and said it's done last week. Has there been more? Have I missed something? Well, Gillen said, no, Gillen said yeah. the contract is signed. Yeah. But they're probably going to get a new government and that government will tear it up. But they're talking as if they're going to be able to repurpose that federal funding for the existing ovals. Nope. What an absolute travesty. Now, maybe they get the federal funding. Yeah. The 300 plus or whatever it is, 350 million, because it'll end up being a state labor government with a state federal government. So Albanese will probably be like, yeah, sure. Here you go. No problem. Yeah. You can keep that cash. But the AFL's not coming to the party. Mm. Well, let me change tack. Damien Hardwick to Port Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. Mm. Won, a, won a premiership there. It's the most talented list He's clearly available. best friends with Kane Corns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they get rid of Kingy, he's the most talented coach on that list. Yeah. Uh, did I say Kingy? Kingy. Kenny. He's the God, most I talented wish, coach on that list. I wish everyone got rid of Kingy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the most talented list available. Yeah. But who wants to fucking take the Carlton job? I reckon out of all those jobs, the Carlton job is the worst. Despite having probably the highest end talent, like their best four players versus the next best four, they've got the best. It's, it's the fact that that supporter base will chew you up and spit you out in 18 months. If yeah, you it's do the- Do not um, do your fucking job. Yeah, it's the- Oh, what's the word? It's the- It's just the impatience of mm. that football club. The win now, impatience. Yeah. They self-cannibalize. They cannibalize themselves, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, Michael Voss, in reality, has taken, yes, that list has tons of talent. That club has no idea about winning. Mm. None. It was obvious last year, that's what cost them a chance at playing finals. They still haven't figured it out. How long does it take a team to, t- to learn how to win? Yeah. Well, it's taken the Gold Coast Suns a decade. Mm. It can take a lot of time, man. Yeah. It's taken Essendon a decade. Since the drug saga, it's, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable when you can still say Patrick Cripps has not played a final. Yeah. Patrick Cripps, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like a generational talent. Has a brown low. Yeah. It's weird. Multi all Australians. <laughs> players MVP. It's probably a coach's award in there too. Like a genuine generational talent. 170, 180 games into a career. Has not played a final. Yeah. Remarkable. All right. So... We've mentioned Crips a couple of times. I'm going to give you some numbers very quickly. Yeah. This is the last three weeks Mm -hmm. compared to season average. Yeah. Contested possessions have gone from 18.5 to 10.5. Tackles have gone from 6.1 to Mm 3.3. And clearances have gone from 8.3 to 4.3. In terms of his impact stats the ones that you'd expect him to have yeah. a bunch of as an inside mid, he's nearly halved his impact on games. There's no excuse, man. No. He's either carrying an injury and they need to rest him or he needs to fucking pull his finger out right now because that is three weeks of that. A block of three weeks is completely unacceptable. That's terrible, dude. That is, that's awful. Mm. So I, I'd, I'd noticed from the naked eye that he is not impacting games. But when you display numbers like that, they're worse than I would have imagined. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's like not- you and I were shell shocked at the zero tackles in a must win game against us. Staggering. Staggering. And then when that got banded around in the media and surely it got mentioned inside the four walls. Yeah. Buddy, you had fucking zero tackles, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. We need something this week. You had yeah. four. 
Mate, I don't care if you have 15 touches. I needed eight tackles. Yeah. I just needed a response. Yeah. So you had like 26 on the weekend, but seven contested. That's mm. not good enough, man. Yeah. Considering that the likes of Bontempelli, Dawson, like these guys, like Merritt, like Parrish, to name a few, like off the top of my head, just, yeah. Now, right. they're, they're tackling machines, dude. I will say they've played pretty good teams. I mean, they've played Brisbane. Yeah. They had the benefit of playing them in Victoria. They've played your team, another great midfield side, and they've played Collingwood, who are on top of the table. But all of these games are in Victoria. Yeah. Yes, they're against good quality teams, but why are you getting? Why are you personally getting smashed by other midfields? Unacceptable. Yeah. Not to mention that he pulled Bailey Smith's hair out of frustration the week before, so he's clearly not right. King Cripp has lost the crown, mate. Yeah. The crown's fallen down, and he's just yeah, he's on his knees at the moment. Mm. He can obviously he's a highly talented player yeah, who yeah. can carry a football club. We've seen him do it. Yeah. But the last time he looked this bad, it turns out he had an injury and they refused to rest him. Yeah. If they make the same mistake, if in three weeks at the bye we hear actually we've gotten to the bye and he's going to miss two more weeks because mm. he's been carrying such and such for six weeks. Yeah, he's got a oh yeah. mate, he's got a bad lower back or something. Oh yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that club will never learn. I hope that's for his sake. I hope that's the case. Yeah. For their sake, I hope it isn't. But yeah, bit of an issue. Bit mm. of an issue down there. And um, I don't think. I think if they miss finals, but have a winning record from here to the end of the season, I think Vossi probably keeps his job. Like yeah. ninth or tenth, I think he probably keeps his job. Yeah. Well, they've won eight games since last year's bye, and four of them have. Is it eight games? Yeah, uh, it's something really Yeah, low. so eight games since last year's bye. Two of them against West Coast, two of them against North. Oh, so man. they've won four They've won four games, really, against competitive opposition since last year's bye. Wow, well, I didn't know that four of them were against the bottom, bottom teams. Yeah, that's what I heard today. Yeah. So really, we've overrated Carlton based on what was a... I think we've overrated Carlton the entire three month, time. A three-month period of success yeah. that happened over 12 months ago. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, they're not as good as what we thought. No. The list is as good as what we think. Yeah. Individually. But yeah, as a collective, they don't have the team spirit that any, anywhere near what a team like Collingwood does. Or, yeah. Yeah, the belief in each other. The a team of champions, not a champion team. Absolutely. Spot on. Must say in that Collingwood game, though, news Darcy Moore's record of 11 intercept marks has been downgraded to 10. Doesn't matter. No. Um, still super impressive. Best on ground for me. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah. They just keep trucking along Collingwood. Yeah. Yep. Top of the ladder. <clears throat> there was a moment where, oh, there's a few moments where Carlton tried to turn it into this physical light in the sand type experience. Yeah. It did nothing. <laughs> nothing. The scoreboard didn't budge. Yeah. And Collingwood just laughed in the face of it. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm. And they scored, they, they kicked goals against the grain. Yeah. Yeah. It I was, mean, yeah. It's not just going to work in isolation, just trying to go hard at Collingwood. You actually have to back it up with effort. Yeah. And a solid game plan. Carlton had neither of those. Dude, I am thoroughly enjoying watching Jordan Ngoi play footy. Yeah, he's a very good player. Yeah. So I think he's um, I think he's their number one, probably after this weekend, he's their number one rated AFL, whatever the AFL player ratings are. I think he's yep. their number one now. Yeah. Um, yeah, his impact in games is enormous. Yeah. I dare say Collingwood supporters should focus far more on him. Mm-hmm than Nick Dacos, because mm-hmm. if it comes down to winning a match, outside of his good luck on Anzac Day, Nick Dacos, yeah. Jordan Degoe is the one. Yeah. If you go and play a bunch of finals, 
which they obviously will play at least two, you'd mm. think. Yep. You need him more than you need 38 touches from Nick Dacos. Yeah. You need Jordan Degoe having 26 six clearances and a goal. Yeah. And I was at a special guest um, appearance uh, luncheon where Dion Prestia spoke, said Jordan Degoe is his toughest opponent in the comp. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Speed, strength. Yep. Said um, he's just extremely strong in the hips. Mm. And if you let him, if, if you give him a yard of space, he's gone. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. Um, the other good fortune for Collingwood was that Myacek looked good and Mason Cox, despite not having the same impact, still kept his spot even though they added Darcy Cameron back in. Yeah. Like he didn't look terrible once they reintroduced Darcy Cameron. No. So I thought that was, I say terrible. I expected him to drop off clearly, but because um, um, Darcy Cameron took a fair bit of the the ruck work. Mm. I will say that they both they both really lost the the hit out contest versus Pitnet. Yeah. Almost single handedly. Mm. So that's not a good sign. But they need to be realistic about the quality of the two guys they've got rucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really good enough. No. And it will be a concern come finals. We'll see at King's birthday, I'm really looking forward to though. Fascinating. It's gonna be a hell of a game. I'd yeah. I'd right now I'd be tipping Collingwood. Oh yeah. I'm 100% on board with you. The way Melbourne are playing, I know they lost to a good quality port outfit, but the way they're playing, mm. I'm convinced. Yeah, it's like a 12-minute patch of brilliance is not enough. They had a 12-minute patch of brilliance against port in the third quarter, and I thought they were going to run away with the game, but they, they just couldn't They just couldn't arrest momentum when it swung back the other way. Could not. Yeah, and well, I think they're too predictable. Last week I said they'd be my flag favourite gun to my head, and it's not because they're playing the best. It is because they're still a very good team yeah. that has another level to go to. They're yet to get there, though. Yeah. How are you feeling on Brisbane at the moment? S- solid, but S- the question about whether they can win in Victoria. It's the, yeah, it still lingers, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they need to finish top two to give themselves the yeah. best chance. Yeah, 100%. All right, Ledge, speaking of that uh, Port D's game, mm. Zachary Butters. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Butters. <laughs> is it, um, has he just genuinely arrived now? Like a genuine superstar of our competition? Yeah, games like that for athletes, they, yeah. they change your internal um, yeah. belief system, that's for sure. Uh, the conditions were horrific and it did not bother him one bit. Clean, no. clean drop, punt, set shots from 50 out on a slight angle. Oh, man, he was a joy to watch. Well, he had 12 score involvements yeah. to go along with all those touches, <laughs> which is absolutely enormous. 10 clearances, um, eight inside 50s to boot. Yeah. Really, the story is that he that him and I feel Connor Rosie yeah. looked dead in the eye of Melbourne's two beasts mm. and said, all right, let's go. Yeah. Petrarca had little to no influence um, for the entire first half. Yeah, wrecked one of my multis, but whatever. Yeah, I was screaming at the uh, can, disposal tracker. can live with that. Oh, screaming. Screaming. Was it 15 at the end of the third quarter? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Four halfway through the th- the second. The second. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I was gonna say second, but I mixed up the third, so that's why it was the second. Yeah, four. I couldn't believe it. And then he got going, and it just wasn't enough in the end. So, But yeah, Zach Butters, man. 41. We talked about, I mean, we both tipped Melbourne and I think one of the things that I'd mentioned was the, um, uh, you said, oh, there's no way they can play Tickle. He's going to get murdered. Mm. So they decided to drop Tickle. Yeah. And bring back Lysette. And I thought that was still a mistake. Yeah. 
Because I thought Scott Lysette can't handle those two boys on his own. No. Well, he kind of did. Yeah. He kind of did. Mm. Max Gorn failed to capitalise in that game. Yeah. Lysette sort of moved around the ground a bit better than previous time as well. And then Grundy. Yeah. Grundy, uh, Brody Grant Williams Grundy <laughs> shushes the crowd. <laughs> For anyone not following the NBA, go and watch Grant Williams talk shit to Jimmy Butler and then watch his team get pulled apart. Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind when he shushed the crowd and the way Port were playing was Caleb Daniels' step over of Max Gorn in the 2021 Grand Final. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that might not go too well for you there, champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know why some players do it. I think Melbourne went and kicked 479 goals after he did that. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's how it felt. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You watch your boy lose lose another medal in a month. Oh, If you don't laugh, you cry, Bob. And I think I'm doing a bit of both. (laughs) I would almost trade Caleb Daniel for that. (laughs) Honestly. Fuck you, buddy. What the fuck? Was that too? you? You should yeah. not be stepping over anyone. We were dominating up until that point. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Brody Grundy shushes the crowd and then whack. Yeah. And it was the only goal that those two ruckmen could combine for, mm. which I thought was staggering because um, obviously one of them's drifting forward. They brought Tom McDonald back as another tall target, and he was all right with two goals, but um, Bailey Fritch missed a critical one in the fourth, and they're still just relying on these a lot of individual goal kickers, Melbourne. Still. So I think we're going to get a position which we got in 2021 and 2022, which is a question mark around the Melbourne forward line. Mm. Van Royen's okay. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Chandler? K Chandler? K Chandler. K Chandler. Yeah. Is... I mean, Van Royen hasn't even played 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not really the answer, right? No. But for what he's shown in that, it's good. It is yeah. good. Yeah. Yep. Um, K Chandler is good for a goal a game. Yep. Looks like a handy, handy guy, but... I'll be honest, he's just another Jake Melsham. Yeah. Who had a sensational goal in the VFL. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't. Absolutely brilliant. Was it amazing? He's running at full pelt. Yep. He toe pokes the ball up in the air to himself and one hand throws it back down on the boot. Oh, that's And snaps it from the pocket. Oh, that's beautiful. I will have to have a look. Go find it. It is maybe one of the most impressive goals I've ever seen. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what this... Like, does this mean anything from Melbourne? They've slipped to fourth. I mean, they're a game out of second and third. I don't know if it's, if it's like, a huge, huge concern. But- I think that, I think, I think we're, we're right to have some question marks because of last season's capitulation. Capitulation, sorry. Yeah. And a tough stretch coming up. I mean, when I say tough, they've got Fremantle, Carlton, and then we're going to get to King's birthday. Yeah. Now, Fremantle killed him at the MCG last year. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, Carlton's going to fire a shot across the bow. Yeah. At some point, Mm. they will. No doubt. I hope it's uh, not against us in three weeks. So if it was against Melbourne, that would be lovely. Yep. But yeah, if for some reason Melbourne go one and two in these next three weeks, I won't say panic stations, but top four is going to be hard to secure. Yeah. Hard. You'll, You'll probably be two games out of it. Yeah. That starts to make life pretty tough when you're talking about the um, potential success of teams going forward, especially your mob with your easy draw. Yeah, e- I mean, easy in the sense that you don't have tough runs of games. No, no, it's like, like tough opponent, mid table shit. Yeah, well, tough mid shit. We've got we've got what should be a win this week, and then we've got the cats at home. So 
Yeah. And the cats are shaky. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we could win, we could very well win another two, which would make it seven in a row. Yeah, and it puts yeah. pressure on a team like Melbourne. Yes, it does. To be regular and consistent. Yeah. Got a question for you, um, incident throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I, I dare say you saw Lockie Hunter's bump on Connor Rosie? No. Oh, okay. So he's been given a week. Okay. Uh, it's not a week for mine. Sure. Yeah. He assessed the situation. I think he did the right thing and assessed the situation correctly. He stopped. There was no There was no forceful. He sort of braced and stopped and Connor Rosie was head over the footy going 100%. Um, and smacked his head into his, what was it, shoulder and head into sort of his bicep region and fell back and was sort of shaken up for like three or four seconds. I'll have to show you. Um, but, yeah, he's been given a week and Melbourne are contesting it, and I think I think he'll get off. Yeah, because when I watched it live, I, I, I thought he did enough to warrant getting off. Right. But in this day and age, who knows, man. So... So if he doesn't get off, are we talking a mis- like a miscarriage of justice? Maybe, in or my opinion. is this opinion, a line ball call more along Might the- be more line ball, but I, 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 I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah, I really am. Even though he's a traitor to your team. Yes. And a drunk. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, if he was in a car, different story. <laughs> <laughs> three, three goes to the tribunal and cops demerit points. <laughs> And a $555 fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Well, look, the Port so like the Port Melbourne game, the North Sydney game. Yep. And the Dreamtime Essendon Richmond clash. Couple of contenders for game of the year in this. Yeah, man. Which one would you rate as the most significant result out of the weekend? Had North beaten Sydney, it would probably be the most significant. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a sec. But which one do you think carried the most weight for the competition? Your win. I think so. Yeah, because of the run that you guys have in front of you now. Yeah, it sets yeah. us up for a potential final spot. It does. Mm. It does. I think close seconds definitely Port Adelaide. They've beaten a big boy. Yep. Well, at least we think, obviously. Um, and they've kept banking wins. So that I think that's... Is that seven or eight in a row now? Seven in a seven. row. Seven. Yeah. Mm. So they're banking really important wins. Um, and, and the latter, you know, they're a game clear of Melbourne, St. Kilda and the Dogs now. So... Yeah, no yeah. Marshall, no Dixon. Yes. Makes it even more impressive. No Georgiades either, long-term injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no key forward. Mm. Jeremy Finlayson. So, very impressive. But Richmond... But your win, your win is huge. It's it's an enormous victory um, mm. in the grand scheme of things because you would have been... Yeah, you would have been with Sydney in the Gold Coast. Yeah, tough. On points. Yeah. And, and you and I are sitting here right now thinking they're not making finals. Well, I but think now not, I'm sitting here thinking, gee, Essendon can make finals. Yeah, it's still the quality of the draw left to play out. Yeah. And ours is, we've got North and West Coast twice to come. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's four wins. That, that is four wins. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. You'd have to really fuck it up to lose to those two. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm. So that gets us to eight guaranteed wins pretty much. You've got to find another, oh, sorry, nine guaranteed wins. You've still got to find another three just to be competitive. But I think we're capable of finding three. Do you know what I loved about your win? Brad Scott, when Durham took that mark. Oh, yeah. The coach's box. It erupted. That's oh, what footy yeah. is all about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. You have you you have nailed this coaching appointment uh, not, early days. Not getting Alistair Clarkson is the best thing that ever happened in the Essendon Football oh, Club. Oh, 110%. I have no idea where we'd be this year if we had gotten him. Yeah. Probably well, you know how you know how we're all... Yeah, I said it to you on Saturday. 
it'd be <laughs> the media narrative would be different. But here's the question. Oh, Essendon, you idiots. What have you done? Where North would, Melbourne aren't copying that. Trend. Where would Brad Scott be? He wouldn't be back at North Melbourne. No, he wouldn't. So he, would he not be coaching? No. Well, no, probably he's not. clearly a good coach. Yes. Clearly. Yes. Because he took Zach Merritt and a bunch of kids, and any Richmond supporter listening, Zach Merritt and a bunch of kids, mm. and kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. In the end. I yeah. know we won by one point. Yeah. But the fact that we were in that game for that long, Against Dusty and Taranto and Cochin and and Bolton, it's like yeah, no shield, no Setterfield, no mm. Parish. That's a starting centre bounce team. Yeah. So Brad Scott would not be coaching, and he would definitely not take that West Coast job. Exactly. Not a chance he would have taken that. So job. good for good for the game. Yeah. That that's how it panned out. Correct. Not just us. Yeah. Hundred percent. And um, um, Ben Rutten in the Richmond coaches box. So a little yeah. sweeter for you. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. Fucking big vanilla piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I was a Ben Rutten believer. I won't say believer. I was prepared to give him a look in for a lot longer than other Essendon supporters. Yeah. Because the job was pretty tough, man. Mm. And there was all that bullshit going on at board level. But it turns out that he was not a very good coach. Yeah. Drunk on the size of the club and not aware of the situation you found yourselves in, which was the sort of, yeah, rebuild. It was, it was when the players are like, you can coach us harder. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, don't be one of those guys." Oh, you've been to you've been to too many fucking meetings and yep. sat in too many lecture theaters at universities. That's your issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We yeah. had that issue with Brennan McCartney. Yeah, it's yeah. a pro- it's a problem. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the North Sydney game. Now we were both watching that at in real time. How shitty were we with the with the concept that they had been robbed, North Melbourne? <laughs> Uh, we were furious, dude. The um, the publicans were looking at us like, "What are these guys doing?" Yeah, like, we were the we. Were, well, it was a very quiet pub at that point. We went mental, dude. We were very loud. Yeah, because we didn't hear what was happening. Because the 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 overhead speakers had my game on. Our, yeah, the dogs yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But when we found out what was going on, I must say, that's a that's an all time low for Buddy Franklin to be carrying on like that. Off a, techni- <laughs> off a technicality. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Well, it turns out that- Dude, he got in the face of North Melbourne players. Yeah. The rule's correct. It is correct. Yep. Yeah. So- There's a massive blunder from the North Melbourne footy club. Well, who was that? Here we go. Here's the- You give out the award for most costly tomfoolery of the week. Mm. It's either Ryan Mansell's out of bounds on the full- Yep. Or the North Interchange Steward. Well, considering that's an all-time first in our game, the North Melbourne Steward. Yeah. It turns out they had 77 interchanges. Yeah. But they were saying that that was a technicality because they had to rectify the 76th and they actually sent the wrong player off, Mm. which meant they had 77 interchanges. Yeah. I don't know if they were fined for it or whatever. How, when your job requires you to count to 75... Yeah. Are you not there fucking screaming at players? Yeah. Like screaming at them. Mm. Like stand in the gate and push blokes back onto the park. Yeah. That's your job. I would sack them, man. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been at the club for. You just cost us four premiership points because you can't fucking count. Well, there's a job There's a job out on sake at the moment. <laughs> Must be able to count to 75. <laughs> BYO <laughs> Abacus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the biggest blunder since Carlton hired Michael Voss. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really only have to work for like four hours a week. Yeah, man. And count to 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's not like they had four players run off at once. Yeah. They had two. So you knew you were on 74 interchanges. Mm. And then two guys came to to rotate out. Yeah. Mate. Uh, staggering. Yeah. Absolutely staggering. I'd love to verse them in Connect Four. Do you think that the <laughs> the do you think that the AFL um whatever they are, the like the the officiating interchange yeah. people yeah. who then relayed the info to the do you think they should be like give the warning to the club as well? Oh yeah. Or do you think the responsibility is solely on the club? No, I think there should be warnings. If we're still giving fucking six 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 warnings. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. I don't think I don't think anyone wants to see a game be decided by that bullshit. No, no. So yeah. And we we got stuck into our mate Smitty and you know, he 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 had a laugh and said hard earned win and things like that. But privately Who's he, Smitty? Smitty. Oh, you mean Clifford? <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah, Clifford the Red Dog. Um <laughs> He um he, he did message privately and said that um yeah, very embarrassing stuff. And um, a loyal listener of the show, Tim Smith, his brother, said that that was that was an embarrassment. Yeah, it's not great. No, They're because a- of the way they show. I mean, they they almost lost to North Melbourne, man. Yeah, they were in a grand final six months ago. They effectively six lost months ago to oh, North Melbourne ten months ago. Yeah, whatever. They walked away with the four points. But, yeah, you know, I don't think in the minds of supporters, certainly in the mind of John Longmire, he's not celebrating. No, no. So, which staggered me as to Lance Franklin carrying on. Like, this is Buddy Franklin, dude. And he carried on a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke volumes of where he's at. God forbid if he gets booed next week. Oh, God. And someone says it's for anything other than the carry on. Yeah. But anyway, interesting. It was just, yeah. It was such a engrossing game. I thought Jai Simkin was enormous. Was it Bailey Scott? Yeah. Big fucking game as well. Yeah. Yeah, they really... And, one, and once he warmed in, George, George Wardlaw, impressive debut. And that... Um, Oh my god, Paul Curtis! Paul Curtis! Goal. Oh, that goal, dude! Oh, I mean, wow. if it wasn't for Will Ashcroft, it's almost goal of the year for mine. It's like it's got to be a top five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Will yeah. Ashcroft's already won it for me. As for you, degree of difficulty through it's the ridiculous. Roof. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was Daniel Wells, Jackie Chan in midair from from the pocket, mate. Daniel Wells, Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, love it. I tell you what, Lockie Murphy tried to nab goal of the year against us on the weekend. Did you see that go. that attempt? Go. We were watching it. Yeah. Oh, he went. He went the full bicycle kick in the goal square. He just missed though. It would have been so good, dude. <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple of games we haven't quite touched on, but I do want to talk about this. Yeah. West Coast Hawthorne result. Yes. A little yep. bit more. Yep. West Coast, they're really in the worst stretch of club history. I went and had a little look at the record books. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're going back to eighty-seven. So this is their thirty-seventh season. Yep. In 25 of them, they've made finals. Yep. They've never missed finals. They've made 25 years of how yeah. many? Finals out of 37. That's 25. really impressive. Yeah. They've been good. Mm. Never missed finals for more than three consecutive years. So this is the third year that they'll miss finals. Yeah. The last time that happened, in 2010, they won the wooden spoon. We only mm-hmm. had 16 teams then. So yep. they were bottom. Yep. At 16th. In 2011, the following year, they finished fourth. <laughs> I actually remember that. Yeah. Now, we're so far away from that being possible right now. I couldn't even begin to say that they'll play finals next year. Mm. I can't see how it happens. I don't think they'll play finals for six years, Bobby. This is a... No, no, no. This will take ages, man. They are in such a big number. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, but fuck it. I'm here for the big numbers. That's what you're you know? here for. Yeah. yeah. 
North Melbourne. <laughs> I know my numbers. I don't. I'm terrible. Well, some small numbers. Yep. Two points they kicked in a half. Against, against Hawthorne. the 17th ranked side. Yeah. Worst uh, second half performance for West Coast of all time. I think it was the worst margin between bottom teams since 74 or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, uh, it was phenomenal. The, yeah. the, I think it was 74. I couldn't find the stat, but I remember seeing it pop up on the TV. Yeah. Um, St. Kilda were involved. Mm. Paddy. <laughs> the Beatles were still touring. <laughs> Um, Harold Holt swam out to sea. <laughs> what a year. No, the, uh, imagine having a little, little cheeky wager on Hawthorne 60 plus. How much do you reckon you would have gotten for that? 570? Hawthorne 100 plus. Dude. 18 bucks? It's unbelievable that that's what transpired on the weekend. It's unbelievable. So I just don't know where to turn to. They had a Dom Sheed, 30 touches and two goals. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Oscar Allen completely shut down. Um, Sicily was enormous. Yeah. He was fantastic. Uh, Luke Bruce, three goals. Mitch Lewis, six goals. I mean, if you're a Hawthorne supporter, you're looking at this going, fuck yeah, we're much better than 17th. Yeah. And I think that they're slightly better. I think they're better than North. Yep. So I wouldn't have them in the bottom two, personally. Mm-hmm. Yep but that's where they found themselves. And, you know, a performance like that, that might actually galvanize them or maybe just give them a a push in the right direction and some momentum. Yeah. Now, they're probably going to get brought back down to reality pretty freaking quickly. They got St. Kilda. Yeah. So good luck kicking a score anywhere near that on the weekend. Yeah. Um, And then they follow that up with Port Adelaide away. Yeah. And then they've got Brisbane at the MCG. So the pain is yet to come. Yeah. For Hawthorne. But- Hawks fans, that honestly, that was a good performance. Yeah. Not just a good performance against West Coast. It was a good performance. Yeah. To keep them to that many points. Sensational. Yeah. Anyway, you obviously, you didn't watch much of it. No, I, I turned it back on and I just couldn't believe what I was watching. The lack of effort, the intent, um, disinterest and um, zero pride for the jumper. A proud jumper. It's a proud jumper. 100,000 members. Yeah, I know they're Four not- premierships in- 37 years. I know they're not a hundred year old club. Yeah. But they've been around since 87. Yeah. You know, that's a generation. Yeah, man. Effectively. And four premierships. Mm. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, I've just looked it up. 12 and a half months, they've had four losses over a hundred points. West Coast have. Yeah. 109 point, April 29 last year, 109 point loss at home to Richmond. 28th of May last year, 101 point loss to the Doggies at home. 108 points at home to Carlton three or four weeks ago. 116 points in Tassie. That look, last year, look, last year was last year was a bit different. They were handing out jumpers on coat hangers to local footballers. Yeah. But yeah, four in four in 12 and a half months, Bob. Jesus Christ. Well, when this happened to the Melbourne Football Club, yeah. the AFL stepped in and paid for a coach. Yes. And Peter Jackson, the new CEO. They effectively said, get rid of the guy you've got. Yep. We'll wrangle some shit in the cap to make sure it doesn't hurt you too much. Yeah. Yeah. Down in Geelong and Dean Bailey was sacked within like 10 hours. Yep. Yep. 140 point loss or something. Yep. And yeah, then they got a bunch of handouts. Yep. So if you're, if I'm the president of West Coast, I'm going to the AFL privately, quietly, and saying, what do you offer us if we fire Simo tomorrow? Mm. 
priority pick territory. Who's to argue? Yeah. Otherwise, really, would all would seventeen other clubs have an issue with it? Probably. They don't seem to like priority picks. No, they don't. But um, I believe there's only something like six clubs that have never had one. Mm. They'd be one of them. They would definitely be one. Yeah. Of them. I know they're one of them. We're one of them. Um, Collingwood and Hawthorne had one. Carlton definitely had one. Like a bunch of big Victorian clubs have had one before. Carlton have had 15. Richmond have had one. Yeah. Mm, bunch the, of clubs have had them. The Doggies? Don't know. No. Maybe Ryan Griffin was a priority pick. Maybe. Yeah, not sure. I might have to look back on that. We were shit then, though. The so days of giving not. out priority picks to Victorian clubs is almost certainly over, though. Yeah. yeah. When North tried to flirt with getting one last year in the AFL, was like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck Yeah, <laughs> get absolutely yeah. fucked. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's done. But yeah, I, I personally would give start giving um, some consideration to giving West Coast a handout because this cannot continue. Yeah. And for all, and just you brought up North Melbourne then with the priority pick. I'm going to remind everyone that this was self-sabotage. From North Melbourne. This, oh, is a resu- this is a result of their own decision making. And this is the world they're living in right now because of that. Yeah. The guy this who- isn't a, I feel sorry for North Melbourne. No. This is Brad Scott telling the board, we're okay. Keep these guys. And they get rid of maybe 900 games worth of experience in yeah. one summer. So I have no sympathy for where their club is at. I have sympathy for the fans because they obviously had no say in the matter. Agreed. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just thought I'd cheeky little reminder. Well, they, they didn't think Brad Scott was uh, fit to coach them into a mini rebuild. Well, he said slight. We need to rebuild, didn't he? He said yeah. slight. Re- uh, let's say refresh. Yeah. Rather than rebuild. Regenerate. And they disagreed. Yeah. Well, he's got a a refreshed young list and he's doing some pretty good things with it. So, And now he's coaching pretty much North Melbourne's biggest rival. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. They're, they're not in my stratosphere, mate. I don't even see him. <laughs> the John Cena of the yeah. AFL. As 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 um I can't remember who said it, but David King only wishes he played for Essendon. I'm trying <laughs> to remember who said that. It might have oh no, it was just a caller on SEN. He wouldn't have got yeah. he wouldn't have gotten a game behind Dimmer. Not nah. a chance. Man. No, no, no. Nah. Nah. Fuck yourself, King. Yeah. All right. Um we've been going for about an hour now. We've still got a still got a bit to come, including I'm gonna ask you. Yes. When we come back, about which team has the best young core Ooh. going forward? And I'm got some options. I'm hoping that you'll be able to rank them. Yep. Uh, that got the MVP still to do, tipping, um, and a big round eleven to preview. So we'll be right back. Hey there, Fat Side family. Jacko and I want to thank you for supporting the program and listening every week. We'd love if you could jump on our socials, give us a like. And of course, make sure that if you're listening through Spotify, that you hit that bell button so you get the pod as soon as it drops, fresh, every single week. We will be here every round of 2023. Thanks again. Let's get stuck back into it. All right, Mothy, I've got a correction to make from earlier. Yep. I found the data I was looking for about the, the victory of a bottom place team over a second bottom team. It was... 1979, Collingwood defeat St. Kilda by 178 points. <laughs> Bro. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> moving on from that correction. I can uh, hear it already. Paddy just smashing his dashboard. <laughs> Why? 
Now, look, so, hey, St. Kilda were good. Yeah, they were. In that game. Did we... I said we were going to do the MVP, but we kind of already announced it. It's Zach Butters, It's right? Zach Butters, yep. But, you know, I can reveal some of my, my votes for the whole weekend because I thought long and hard about them. I had Zach Merritt coming in second. Yep. I had Darcy Moore coming in third. Mm-hmm. I had Jack Sinclair coming in fourth. Yep. Fifth, I was really tough. I ended up going for Connor Rosie. Nice. Yep. Just the scope of the game, the quality of the opponent. Mm. You know, I, I think that that's relatively fair because yep. he was sensational, but... My one vote, my one vote's going to Mitch Lewis. Seven goals, six. I think you six. Had. Okay, six two. Was um, a great performance. They're just rewarding him because he's. Um, I know the opponent was, which is hats, but um, I think he's going to be a really decent key forward. Clearly, yeah, hmm. yeah. So absolutely, I just reward the bag, the mini bag. But yeah, that St Kilda game. I mean, they were challenged by GWS. Not quite a Simon O'Donnell bag, but it was a <laughs> the double O'Donnell. <laughs> it was a double O'Donnell. Well, Max King looked good. <laughs> Yes, he did. After we gave him a little bit of shit yeah. at, to Paddy at the pub on Saturday. Um, my take was that Ben King was the better prospect going forward. Now, <laughs> some of that is a bit of a laugh to get a rise out of our good mate, yeah. as you do when you're at the pub. But in all honesty, Ben King is going to be mm. pretty close to just as good yeah. as Max. Like, yeah. Let's be serious. The guy kicked three goals, two against Brisbane. Mm. Against an inform Harris Andrews, who didn't have a great day. Yep. Must be said. Um, and in perspective, I know this is unfair because he's not playing, but had Sam Taylor been around, I'm not sure Max King kicks four goals one. Yeah. So I don't think they're that far apart. But Max was good. He looked very good. Um, in fact, he ended up uh, taking a couple of contested marks. Uh, Wilkie had his usual intercept stuff, but the incident to come out of that game, the Mitch Owens copping that, Friendly fire knee. That is a brutal hit. It was awful. Do you know what it immediately reminded me of the 16 prelim? Zane Cordy's knee to Callum Ward's head. Yeah. You hate to see it. Yeah. It was that temple area. Just terrible. The thing that got my, just really ground my gears this morning was hearing Kane Corns go, I've been talking about knees in marking contests. How do you, how do you adjudicate that? Yeah. You can't say you're not allowed to jump. He sort of slips forward while someone comes across the front of the pack. Yeah. And cops the knee to the side of the head. Now it's, I mean, that's essentially a small car accident. Yeah. And Ross Lyon did say he might be looking at three weeks. Mm. And I think that's a that's right. Yeah. You know, this is not a 12-day type of thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it extended to four. Yeah. Because a lot of the prevailing advice about potential CTE episodes is to have it extended past 20 days. Yep. Which I think would it would rule him out for three more matches. So it would mean he'd be back playing in four. Yeah. I think that's probably reasonable. Yeah. Especially with a young guy. Mm-hmm. No need to take any risks. We don't. And St. Kilda have been down this road. Yeah. You do not need another Paddy McCartan. No. It's, no, no. It's just not worth the risk um, for him or to you. So, but yeah, St. Kilda, very good. Challenged. GWS had a chance to pinch that. And it was one of the things you mentioned to me that really fucked you off mm. on the weekend. There was an incident in that game with some umpiring. Oh, man. I, I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I cracked this shits, dude, because I've, I've got a real... Um, I've always been... I've always been a guy that's like, oh, I hear the, oh, but the umpires, but the umpires. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, they're frustrating. But this year, this year's really wound me up. Mm-hmm. I'm really wound up and I'm yep. fucking hating it. Yep. Yeah. The four umpires is no good. And it should be abolished, abolished. Sorry, 
as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Xavier, Xavier O'Halloran. Correct. Yeah. Um, was standing the mark and the umpire, the umpire said it maybe four times. He goes, he goes, Brent back two meters, Brent back two meters, Brent 50 meters. St. Kilda. Xavier O'Halloran looks over and goes, I'm not fucking Brent dude. <laughs> what are you on about? You were yelling Brent. Of course, I'm not going to look at you. My name is Xavier. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, that really pissed me off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amongst other things, but um, I've pissed myself off here. Um, Mitch Lewis did get the 10 coaches votes here. He did. But I, I will I will snub him out of my one vote and I'll give it to Lockie Neal. Lovely. Yeah. So. Had a big game. Yeah. There was, was there three? No disrespect to the Hawthorne fans, but yeah. Three or four Brisbane players got 30 touches. Yeah. Hugh McCluggage. Hugh McCluggage had a big game. Yep. Yeah. Ashcroft as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, isn't, he gonna, right. isn't he just going to be something? Oh, man. Oh, mate. I mean, the rising star's in the bag. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, let's not pretend it has like to be. It isn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Artie Jones will kick 10 on the weekend against Gold Coast, so. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, he's a superstar. I think Dunkley, actually Dunkley from memory had 29 or something. Yeah. Not that it matters. He was enormous again as well. They're just, you yeah, know. Thanks for bringing him up again. This, <laughs> <laughs> when we talk preseason about the caliber of that Brisbane midfield, well, it's. It's exactly what we thought it would be. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, Dunkley with the 29, Neil with 30, Ashcroft 30, McCluggage 30, and a goal to Ashcroft and McCluggage. It's just, that's absolutely enormous. And the connection that they're having, especially through the midfield, 10 clearances to Neil, mm-hmm. seven to Dunkley, six to Ashcroft, three to McCluggage. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's really big. And they're doing it with Oscar McInerney, who I'm not saying is a useless Ruckman, but yep. he's not top five. Nah. And Hugh McCluggage had three more tackles than Patrick Cripps on the weekend, so. Mm. And that, I mean, that was up against Jared Witts. Yeah. So it's an impressive midfield performance. It's it's incredibly impressive. And yeah, the rest of the competition's on notice. When those boys click, I mean, you're getting put to the sword, basically. We certainly did. And, you know, they did it in a half Mm. of football. Um, Can't beat the dogs at Marvel, though, can they? Fuck, we got him in a good week. Yeah, got him in a great week. Yeah. 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 I'm happy for Dunks, man. I don't hold any grudges. Well, you you know, if I'm in his position, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was a loyal servant. He was. He mm-hmm. was a premiership player. Um, yeah, power to him. And why wouldn't you want to live in the sunny in the sunny coast, eh? Absolutely. Up, up, up in Brisbane. Yeah. All right. Now, we did this last week. Better than Yarraville. You told me you thoroughly enjoyed it, so we're going to do it again. Yes. It's rating the... Fox footy AFL report card from round 10. It's clearly run by David King. <laughs> it's, um, they got a couple of interesting ones in here this week. Yeah. But uh, not a as disclaimer as well. I have not seen this report card. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Port Melbourne. Obviously, it was a four point win to Port. What rating are you giving at both clubs? I'm giving a B plus to Melbourne and I'm giving an A plus to Port Adelaide. Well, they also gave Port an A plus. Melbourne got a C plus. Okay. Not sure why. Yeah. I thought they were better than that. I mean... It was a four-point margin. They lost by a kick yeah. against a good team away from home. Yeah. They were down 10 and managed to be up by 17 at one point. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty meritorious All right. in the rain. North Sydney. Yeah. Three-point loss to the Sydney Swans. What are you giving both teams? <sighs> it's hard to grade, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, I thought it was a... 
very meritorious performance from North. So I'm going to say B plus North Melbourne. And I'm going to say B plus like a break even. Like it's not that impressive from Sydney. North Melbourne did get a B plus. Yes. Sydney got given a D plus <laughs> for winning a game of football. Yeah. I think they're underestimating how well North played in that game. Yeah. To be honest, I would have given Sydney a C. Yeah. Because they should have done a better job. But you still got the win. Mm. Staggering. That's why I didn't know how to grade it. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Western Bulldogs, Adelaide. How are you rating this? Uh, giving the Bulldogs an A, and I'm giving Adelaide a C. We got an A+. plus. Yep. Um, 11 goals, 19 is A+. plus. Adelaide got a D-. minus. Oh, that's harsh. That's I think, harsh. I think that's pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh. I mean, they did get beaten by 45 points. Yeah. It's hard to see them getting... Yeah, due to inaccuracy, it, I mean, it should have been more, yeah. really. If, yeah. if if you were to look at that ridiculous expected score, mm-hmm. it would read pretty ugly for the Crows. Hmm. All right, move on to the next game. Frio, 29-point <laughs> win over yeah. Geelong. It's, it's an A-plus for Frio. Correct. Yeah. And for Geelong? That's an E. Yeah, D-plus they've given them. Okay. We're near enough. Yeah. We're near enough. Yeah. All right, then we got uh, Brisbane Suns. That was a 43-point win. Yep. What are you grading these two teams? Uh, an A for Brisbane and a C-plus for Gold Coast. D-plus for Gold Coast, okay. but yes, A for Brisbane. Yep. Um, Essendon-Richmond, we obviously know the outcome. Yep. What grading are you giving both teams? I'm giving Essendon an A, and I'm giving Richmond a C-plus. Essendon did get an A, Richmond got a C minus. Okay. Hawthorne West Coast? A plus Hawthorne and a big fat fucking F. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Carlton Collingwood. So that ended up being 28 points in the end. Yeah. An A for Collingwood and an E for Carlton. D plus for um, Carlton, but yes, A for Collingwood. Yeah. So you're right around the mark. This one's a little bit interesting. So GWS St. Kilda was a two-goal win to the Saints. Yep, an A for Saints and a B-plus for GWS. B-plus for the Saints and a C-plus for the Giants. Oh, that's harsh. I think that's freaking harsh, too. I think it was a, it was a, it was an awesome game of footy. Mm. I loved it. Did, mm. you, did you enjoy the game? I did. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was awesome. It was very watchable. Yeah. Highly competitive. They had a chance to win. So yep. a C-plus feels very harsh. Kevin de Sinclair, amazing for Belgium. <laughs> the, oh, the Belgium team. That was great by you. I'm not going <laughs> to pinch it. So Bobby in the group chat with, <laughs> with Patty and I goes, what a wonderful win for Belgium. <laughs> I lost my shit. Did you like that jersey? Well, no, it's not Saint, It's not a St. Kilda jersey. <laughs> it's clever what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was... I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, compared to some of the others, didn't really have the artistic flair. Mm. It just had that colour variation. Yeah. So it stood out a lot. Who wore the best Indigenous jumper on the weekend? I was really happy with the Essendon one. Yeah. There were quite a few good ones. Um, who wore the best one? God. I'm going to say it. I loved. Um, I've just mental blanked. I love the GWS one, man. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that one was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure who had the best. Didn't mind the Sydney one. Didn't hate it. Um, I'll have to have a think about it. Oh, was it the Adelaide one? I think the Adelaide one was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Now they're, they're doing well with those. They just shouldn't wear it again. Yeah. We need more alt- alternate jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. With less sponsorships on them. Yeah. Would be cool. Oh, best jumper of the best jumper of the year was Gather Round Adelaide. Mm. That was amazing, man. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Freo wore that dark one with like the purple. Horrible. Fit. I hated it personally. <laughs> oh, I hated it, man. That was boring as batshit. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit boring, wasn't it? If Freo were to wear any other jersey, that it has to be the anchor. When they brought that back the last couple of years, mm. gorgeous. Um, gorgeous. Little hot tip for everyone. Yep. If you want to have a laugh, go have a look at Rory Laird's heat map from the weekend. <laughs> Have you seen How this? good is it, man? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just jump on the AFL app, go to the game, click on Rory Laird, have a look at that throbbing heat map. <laughs> Fuck, that's childish. All right, now I said I was going to do this experiment with you. Yep. Best young core. Mm. Now I haven't got every team here. Yep. I've selected five teams. Don't come at us about my team should be in there. It's not supposed to be a reflection of every single club or every single player in this category, but I'm looking for the guys who are under 25 yep. in these teams and are core pieces already. And I'm going to give you the, their names and then I want you to sort of rank them as a collective. So we're going to start off with Frio. Mm-hmm. Sarong, yep. Brayshaw, Darcy, Hayden Young, Luke Jackson, Jaya Miss. Mm. What... On a scale of one to ten, how good would you say that that core is? Well, we don't know what Jai Miss is all about just yet. They think he's going to be the next yeah. fucking big thing. So I'm going to say seven. Seven's a good call. Yeah. Let's move on to Sydney. Warner, Goulden, Blakey, J-Mac, Rowbottom, Hayward. Four. So you're not, as, imp- not no. as impressed at all? No, because they're meant to be working. Yeah. They're in a grand final last year. and That might feel low for some people, but let's yeah. put that in perspective. Here's the next team, the Suns. Raul, Anderson, Lukosius, King, Ballard, and I've added young Humphrey. Yeah. There's a couple of other names, but mm. he's a pick six and he's looking pretty good already. Yep. What are you rating those boys? And King. Did you say King? I said King. Yeah, you said King. Turn your fucking ears on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I said King. Um, eight for me. Strong, isn't it? I think it's going to be, so, yeah. All right, so we've got them better than Frio. Yeah, I pray they stay there together. They mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Um, we'll go with my team. Would have been a nine if Rankin was still there, honestly. True. Yeah. Mm. McGrath, Draper, Ridley, Perkins, Hobbs, Nick Martin. Six. That's probably fair. Yeah. That's probably fair. Yeah. And then No, the- just because I want to see more from... I mean, Hobbs is so young and... New and yeah, he is Perkins. Young. I want to see a bit more midfield time. There's some other guys I could, I could have added in Caldwell. Yeah, There's man. still Nick yeah. Cox. There's a whole bunch of guys, but yeah. I just went with them. Harley Reid. <laughs> I'm joking. Suck my fu- suck my Harley. I trade for him, brother. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, last one. Yeah, Port Adelaide. Rosie Butters, Dersma, Marshall, Georgiadis, Willem Drew, Jason Horn, Francis. It's a nine for me. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's isn't awesome, it? dude. <laughs> it's. Awesome. Jason Horn Francis is 19. Yeah. So I was thinking about this because Todd Marshall's a he's your boy. I'm not going to claim him. Love Todd Marshall. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment earlier in the year where I said to you, I mean, their young core is better than yours. 
and I remember you kind of agreed with me, but you gave me this look for a second while you sort of processed it. Yeah. And I could tell you either wanted it not to be true or were trying to add it all up. Well, our core's not young. The guys who are playing week to week that are young for you yeah. are not important. No. No. For the most part. No. Jamara, fine. Yeah. yeah. Right? But is that not Norton. Norton's still young, 23. Okay, he games counts. played, maybe not. He's over 110 games. Yeah, he yeah. counts though. Yeah, he counts. Yeah. But yeah, some of the rest of them. Yeah, our core's not young. No, our core's win now, and it know. is win now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Port would be in a very much a win now mode. But that core, they're going to be a good team for the next five or six years. Yeah, man. So this Ken Hinckley stuff needs to stop. <laughs> and if you want to have a look at some what happens to some players as they tick over, you know, not everyone's prime. Happens from 22 to 32. Mm. How old's Dan Houston? 25, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. So he just missed the cut. He's killing it, man. Yes. I had a look at his numbers. <laughs> yeah. He just missed the cut. Yeah. He's either 25 or 26. But yeah. the thing that happens to guys when they hit that like 24, 25 plus is, well, Dan Houston killing it. Jordan Dawson, 26. Yeah. This is what happens to these guys. Yeah. That Darcy Parrish, 26 or 27. Like, as you just tick over that mid-20s mark, mm. you really can emerge. So when Port have that much talent under 25, they're bound to be a very good team. Yeah. And Willem Drew is like the low light of that group. Yep. And he does a tagging job on some of the game's best at times. Yeah. So he's a complimentary and important piece. So based on my grading of Sydney, mm. there's real concern there. Well, yeah, you're saying they're the worst. So if we rank them in... Uh, if we, so I'm just writing down my rankings now. Yeah, you're great. Yeah. You had Port, Suns. This is right. Port, Suns, Frio, and Essendon. Yep. So I've got Frio, 7 out of 10. Oh, 7. Sorry. 7 out of 10. I've got Gold Coast, 8 out of 10. Sydney, 4 out of 10. Essendon, 6 out of 10. Right. Port, 9 out of 10. Yep. So Port's my highest ranked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly the best young core in the competition. Um. Collingwood have got some good young players, but they've also got some young players that are not that impressive. Yeah. You know, when you're looking at a collective of six or seven names, at the moment you'd include guys who they're not even playing all the time. like Ginnigan. And arguably still their best player is 35 years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously very arguable, but yeah. um, in my opinion he is. And maybe their second most important player is yeah. still side bottom or it's um, Jordan Goey. 300th game this week for Steel Side Bottom. Ah, it's fantastic. It's a good yeah. career, man. It's an awesome career. Yeah, not yeah. a journeyman whatsoever. No. Nah. A genuine star for quite some time. Um, and we spoke about it the other week. I won a Garrier's medal. Yeah. In 2018. So, yeah, yeah sensational player. Well, he's Brad Johnson of this decade, uh, in this generation of smiling assassins. Dude, he fell on his the back of his neck yesterday. <laughs> and as he rolled back over his... He had a grin on his face, dude. That would have hurt like shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Ali, I'm like, he's still smiling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Great player. Great Seems like player. a good bloke. Yes. As well. Yeah. Wouldn't mind having a late. He's a country man. He's a Murray. He's up, up from the Murray. Grew up best friends with Jack Zabel. Well, he does some of his best work in Port Melbourne, I've heard, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Pants had- around your ankles sort of stuff. <laughs> He should be the one modelling jocks for Bonds, not Bailey Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Still side bottom, half pissed, walking down a Port Melbourne Street. Well, the cops accidentally missed his name up that night as well. They called him Steel No Bottoms. 
Uh, how many? Um, Eddie Maguire. Oh, he went through the wrong door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's nearly at Newport train station, Eddie. So. <laughs> All right. So you got six tips. Mm-hmm. As did I. I didn't tip my own team. I didn't tip your team. I thought I had good it's reason the one that not annoyed to tip me. Them. The Dylan yeah. Shield late. Uh, Dylan Shield late out. Yeah, man. Still got it done. Really annoyed me because you guys were just never in doubt. <laughs> Uh, mate, I'm having a shocking tipping season. Yeah. Shocking. Worst, worst I reckon I've had in 10 years. Yeah. Are you second bottom? I am. There's been a couple of weeks I haven't put them in and yeah, I've texted yeah. them to you. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a true reflection. No, it isn't. Uh, I think I'm probably like, I think I'm plus six on whatever that number is. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, not a good year. Let's see if we can rectify it this week though. Yeah. Oh, I reckon you've got nine this week. I believe in you. Thanks, mate. All right, let's kick it off with Sydney Carlton. Yep. <laughs> Fucking flip a coin, dude. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. The both It's because both of these teams are on their knees, but both of them have talent. One of them has to fire up this yep. week. One of them has to look at this matchup and say, we can eat tonight and just go hard. Yep. Which one do you think it's most likely to be? Sydney. Well, the bookies think it's Carlton, mm. despite the fact it's at the SCG. Do you know what I'm basing this off? Good coach against a uh, not sure coach. Mm. Yeah. Call Long, this Longmire has made me tip Sydney. The Miami Heat effect. Yeah. Who are up against your team, mm. the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And let me just tell you, they're getting outcoached. Yeah. So bad. His nickname, your coach, Joe Mazzulla. Bevo? He, was a, he wasn't even a senior <laughs> assistant Bevo? last week. No. So you know in the NBA – how you have the coach and the senior assistants on the front of the bench with the players, and yeah. then you've got some coaches behind them. Yeah. His nickname's become Second Row Joe. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Getting cooked, this yeah. guy. Um, anyway, disgraceful coaching from him today. Yeah, I'm glad I've always been there. a Miami Heat fan then, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so who are you taking in this game? Sorry. Sydney by five points. You think it'll be that close? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's But I, I don't tip this with any confidence. Nor should you. Yeah, because I tipped Carlton this afternoon. I changed my tip 20 minutes ago when we were outside. Interesting. Yep, very interesting. Yep. Well, there was – Laddams looks like he – well, he did an ankle in the North game. So questions about whether he can get up and um, and play. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Harry Mackay and Charlie Kernow will like the small, the small ground man. I don't think they'll like it one bit. Gotcha. Yeah. I reckon if Sydney focus on closing them, closing them down – I don't think Carlton are any chance. Do you think Carlton moved Hewitt out of the sub position? It clearly didn't work for him. No. I don't think it works for them as a team, to be quite honest no, with you. No, no. Not loving that decision. There's a lot of changes that could get made at selection for Carlton that yep. would give them a better chance and make me... I think I'm going to have to see when the teams are announced. Yeah. To be Based honest. off Carlton's kicking, we could see a record amount of out-of-bounds on the full... Those narrow wings. Dude, what about Richmond's kicking? Yeah. That was shocking. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to lean towards Sydney. Yep. Same as you. They got the better coach. Yep. But uh, might adjust it come, yeah. come Thursday. Come team when selection. Yeah. Yep. St. Kilda Hawthorne, mate. Oh, St. Kilda. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think Hawthorne can use that? I, as... Oh, I think they'll compete for sure. Yeah. I they'll think make them earn too. it. But I, I think I think St. Kilda will be too good. And let's yeah. be real. Uh, you know, we say St. Kilda will be too good, but this week felt like not guaranteed. Mm. And it turned out that, that GWS were in a winning position right up until the end of the game. Yeah. And that bullshit 50 helped nudge them there a little bit. Yeah. I think they still would have won. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it did nudge them in the right direction. So I'm with you. Mm. I think Hawthorne compete and um, Dougal, Dougal Coward. <laughs> he didn't do himself any favours. No, no. Really didn't. So now he's going to be up against Mitch Lewis, who, as ridiculous as that sounds, yep. is an inform full forward. Yeah. Yep. He's got his work cut out for him, Dougal Howard. Sicily versus King. It's going to be mouth-watering. Oh, it'll be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Still, Nam versus, well, Yallop. Well, Yallop versus Nam. <laughs> oh, man. I'm tipping Melbourne. But Jesus Christ, man. Freo look to have found something here. Well, it was funny because when they were like, Jeremy... I have such a stiffy for Frederick, man. Michael Frederick. He's so scintillating to His watch. His brother's uh, available in the, is going to be available in the mid-season. Yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah, he was delisted by Port yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which obviously not like for like, but um, no. some similar characteristics. So if you're a team that needs a live wire. Yeah. Mm. The thing about Frio is... Jeremy Cameron quiet. Well, they're exactly the type of defense that should keep him quiet. Yeah. They're athletic, switchable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. They've got the right body type defenders oh, to match up on him. What I wouldn't do to have one of them in my back line, man. And Tom Hawkins still played well because they don't have someone to match up on Tom Hawkins. Yeah. Not many so do. Here's Melbourne's problem. Yeah. They've got someone for Fritch. Yeah. They've got someone for Tom <laughs> McDonald. They don't have someone for the Ruckman. Yeah. But... Luke Jackson revenge game against Melbourne. Awesome. Will he do something? I hope so. My multi. I hope he kicks a goal and shushes the crowd. My long range multi, <laughs> Luke Jackson for two and Frio win. Imagine that as a storyline. Wow. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Well, I think uh, they believe again. Sonny Walters was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's looking good. He is. Um, Schultz is looking Schultz. very nice. Oh, Swatowski. Mm-hmm. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> Wazowski. Wazowski. Oh. Look, I think I'll I think I'll tip Melbourne, but yeah. there'll there'll be some money floated for Freo from I me. might change my tip. We'll see how we go. Yep. It's fair. But as I always say, good teams don't lose two in a row. Yeah, it's obviously not a true statement, but it's, it's good my enough. Statement. To, it's good enough to go I'll on. Fucking own it. <laughs> um <laughs> oh. that and nothing, officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Geelong versus the Giants. Yeah, Geelong. Yeah, GMHBA. They need another win. I think they'll punish them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, Suns versus... Jeremy Cameron will kick six. He'll bounce back. Six, you reckon? Yeah, he'll bounce back, mate. Suns versus the Doggies. This one's up at Darwin TIO Stadium. Yep. Thoughts? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. I think um, it was a pretty... pretty, What I wanted to see from my team was a four-quarter effort. And that's what we got on Saturday. Yes, we lacked polish in front of goal, but we were in a wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's very windy up at Darwin, but it's very dewy. So, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, doggies. And I think we'll be in our Indigenous jumper paying homage to um, our support base in Darwin. Jesus Christ. Wouldn't be many of us. You barely got one here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened... Opened myself wide up for them. So like, we did. Yeah, like Lisa Ann. Um, yeah. Artie Jones and Jamara to shine up in Darwin mm-hmm. in front of their friends and family. So, um, yeah, doggies. Too strong. Yeah, too strong. You've won too many games. I'm surprised the price is so close. Yeah, yeah. 255 to $1.52. It's, yeah. 
It's not a reflection of your good value for us. Very good value. I think it's good value for you as well. Yeah, we were a dollar fifty-five against the crows as well. That made that sense. made sense. Yeah, yeah, that totally made sense because of their outs. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not too sure. I do think you'll have your hands full with their midfield. You yep. are back to being a very good contested midfield. But yep. you know, I know they just got towed up by Brisbane mm. in that in that game in the midfield. But in general, they've been quite good. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no significant outs for Gold Coast predicted. So yeah, yeah, dogs for me too. Let's your training session. Don't jinx it, mate. <laughs> Dude, they're paying eleven dollars. Eleven. You will never see Essendon a dollar oh four. I actually, you'll see him a dollar oh four the following week as well. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the marshmallow cup. Um, I'm not sure that we're capable of uh, slaughter. I think I think I think you'll win by sixty points. Sixty points. Yeah, I don't think we're capable of a hundred points. No, 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 no. But I think you'll win by ten, go- ten goals. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so do I. I'd be. F- imagine if you'd you'd be fuming if you didn't win that by more than forty. <laughs> Yeah, there are some things that I'm looking forward to seeing, and one of them will be Sammy Draper trying to take the piss. Yeah. He's going to... Um, that last play of the game on Saturday night as well, mm. when there was seven seconds left, <laughs> and he took a few backward steps like a bull at the gate and yeah. then just jumped into Nankervis's face and thumped it 20 metres in our direction. And yeah. I was like... Did you make it look any better? <laughs> Big donk. Oh, dear. I love. I really enjoy watching Sammy Draper. Yeah, Good I do too. How's that guy at the pub that looked exactly like him? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I gave, made him some joke about how big his freaking head was, and <laughs> didn't love it. No. Did not love it. Thinking, have you looked in a mirror, champ? Yeah, it's a fucking big melon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a huge melon. Uh, but we've got potential um, players coming back. Mm. So they said Laverde is in the mix for this week. She yep. will certainly be back. Um, and Setterfield might be back as well. Mm. That's brilliant. And Peter Wright's ahead of schedule, so he might be back for the Carlton game in a couple of weeks. So Yeah, well, apparently West Coast have asked if Glenn Jakovic and Darren Glass would like a game. <laughs> <laughs> Call John Worsfold. Yeah. We'll win by 100 points then. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right. How frustrating. He gets to your club and just forgot how to coach. <laughs> no drug problem to protect, mate. No. You can actually coach. Yeah. You know? All right, uh, Richmond versus Port, spicy contest. Mm. Why the hell are Port only a dollar eighty? Oh man, back! Put your money on that. Dixon will be back. I know there's this MCG factor, but man, Port are a quality outfit. They'll win this game, thirty points. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see why not thirty points. Yeah. Um, in terms of, in terms of their ability to hit the scoreboard. Um, they're the third, second or third highest scoring team port. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Third, I think. Yeah. Highest scoring team so far this season. So I don't know why they don't keep um, kicking along. Yeah. They should be just fine. Yeah. Port by, yeah, let's go at least 20. Yeah. I think at least 20. All right. Collingwood versus North. Mm. 11.50. To think that North are a longer, after having that performance, are mm. a longer price than West Coast this week to yeah. win a game of football. I've got them at $12 here. Points I'll bet. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. 
Um, Collingwood by 80 points. Collingwood's fast, frenetic football under the roof at Marvel will be a sight to behold against oh, this Oh, it team. is at Marvel. Mm. They'll chew them up and spit them out on, Marvel, on Marvel's deck, man. I'll be putting some money on North. That's a ridiculous price for a team that just competed. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm not saying it'll be huge, but I'll throw 10 bucks on them mm. or something. Something stupid. Yeah. You never know. But it should be Collingwood 40 plus. Gavin stupid? 100 bucks. <laughs> it's traitorous, that man. <laughs> traitorous. Oh, dear. Uh, All right, last game of the round, Adelaide versus Brisbane. I assume they'll have Tex and Phil uh, Thorpe back. Poor Crom. Mm. Poor Crom. Brisbane for mine. Yeah, they've caught him at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, we can't just pump up their midfield the way we did Brisbane, say that they're all connecting, watch Joe Danaher kick multiple O'Donnells every week. Yeah. <laughs> and then go and tip against them. It's not possible. O'Donnells. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is Kingy's fault, Scoob, not yours. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, Brisbane will close out the round with a with a nice win at the Adelaide. Dollar sixty eight. Yeah. There's some money in taking a bunch of teams' heads up this weekend. Mm. That'll Let's probably do it. That'll be where the bulk, yeah, the bulk of my big bets go. Is yep. some of these heads up combined multis because um, well, the only multi I won yes, uh, one over the weekend was race ten at Sunshine Coast yesterday. <laughs> Put two dollars fifty on it and it won. So got twenty bucks to play with. <laughs> oh dear, on a soft five. So well done. Yeah, fascinating. Save that <laughs> for the podcast with the mate that you don't have. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyone uh, following along at home, we've got game four of the NBA finals happening tomorrow, Denver versus the Lakers. Make sure you tune in to watch the end of LeBron James' career. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miami is, looks like they're going to sweep your boys. Mm. Two sweeps in the West in the conference finals. It's never happened. Wow. Ever. And they both look highly likely. Yeah. So, hell of a time for sport. We had Man City just raise the cup. I'm sure yes. you were quite happy about that because I know you follow it religiously. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, five years ago, I would have been jumping for joy, but yeah. Um, are you a bit of a plastic fan, are you? No, I wasn't a plastic fan. Uh, no, that's the point. That's why I don't support them anymore. Yeah, they all say that. Yeah, I was, no. Sean Wright Phillips, baby. Sean Wright Phillips. Oh, very good. Yeah. All right, Jackson. Another week in the books. Yes. We'll see you next week. Are we going to the pub this weekend or what? <laughs> Not a chance. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no way. <laughs>